This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. In a world of heroes, villains, six British actors will come together to play Pathfinder. It's sort of like D&D, but also really not like D&D. Join Falter. I immediately regret this decision. Caragor. Oh, I see you, Kenneth. Velda. Hold my arcane powers. Shania. Yes, I've tracked the case. M. Now kill him. <laughs> and the Dungeon Master for an actual play podcast that takes adventure Seriously. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and from DangerClubPodcast.com. Danger Club, let's roll. God, doing that voice hurts. Episode 309 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I sense much fear in you. Good old Yoda. Yeah. I'm using that quote for a, a reason that will become abundantly clear a little later on. Okay. Yeah. Dust off Uncle Sean's soapbox today. Okay. Yeah. So how are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, okay. Easter, it's Easter week. It's Easter week. You excited? Um, no. No. It's, just, it's Easter week. Yeah. And I'm on call. Yeah. So. I watched my mandatory Passion of the Christ. You know. Seriously? No, I didn't. <laughs> I watched that movie once. And I was like, okay, that's enough. You know, I get it. He suffered for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, wow, he got his ass kicked for me. Okay, I get it. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> Hit you with a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. But um, but no, I mean it, it's uh, I mean it's gonna be nice. Like we're recording Saturday before Easter, the day before. So I'm looking forward to you know hand a potato salad tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm getting potato salad too tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. This is making some. The, the coon potato salad? She's going all out? Or no. or is it going to be like some... No. Rip? No. It's it's not that. Well, we don't have the shredder. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's going to be potato salad. Yeah. It's different, but... Yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah. We're doing a buffet this year. Are you? Yeah. And I'm usually against the buffet, but this year it works. Yeah. Everything's been going on. A lot of people here, too? No. Jim and Jane. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Right. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to, you know, do some, lay out some sandwiches. Yeah. Potato salad, mac salad, and deviled eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Works for me. Yeah. I get that. 
Plus, you can cook the ham any time of day. I mean, you can wake up in the morning, throw it in. Yeah. And then carve it up and then... Just yeah, serve it, it later. Serve yeah. it later, yeah. That's the beauty but of ham. It doesn't have to be hot mm-hmm. for, you know, sandwiches and stuff like that. So I'm good with that. Yeah, that is the beauty of ham. Yeah. So... Yeah, so that's what we're yeah, you cook it for, you wake up early, cook it for a few hours. Done. Yeah. Cut it. Yeah. Done with it. Yeah, ham is hard to fuck up. Yeah. I torched one once. Yeah. I mean, you can overcook it, obviously. I overcooked it in a, uh, uh, like a broiler. Okay, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I just set it too high. Yeah. But, I mean, I just shaved off the outside yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's Easter. It's tomorrow. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm. I'm just. I mean, I'm just looking forward to going to mom and dad, spend a little time with the family. Yeah. You know. I'd be good. Yeah. I'm seeing uh. You know, getting the potato salad. That's yeah. all. That's all. I mean, that's like. I'll take some. Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure they'll set. I mean, mom makes like a thousand pounds of this shit. Like, you know, I'm sure you'll be getting a phone call. You're like, hey, Ian, come on up, get some potato salad. Leave the onion in for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's always in. There's no way it's in. It's like a dip with a trisket, in my opinion, man. Oh, oh I mean, that's how you eat that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Gas though. Oh, that's the thing. It sucks. Like, okay, work this week. Work, work has been a chaos for me this week because it's like, I, it's no, it's no secret. I work in a call center. I don't tell you who I work for, but I work in a call center environment, and they've decided for whatever reason that they're moving us from one side of the call center all the way to the other side of the call center. Okay. Okay. And. Because of certain functions we have on our computer, they're moving our computers as well. Because uh-huh. I'm a little higher up, I have access to different programs and stuff. So, you know, the IT people can only do, like, so many people a day. So, like, I've had my shit put away for a week, like, waiting to get moved. I didn't get moved until Friday. <laughs> you know? All right. Which, like, sucked, but whatever. But the problem is... Where I was sitting before, I was against a wall. Uh-huh. So there was nobody behind me. The guy who sat to my left quit. <laughs> you know, so he's no like. So there's nobody who's been sitting next to me for months. And the woman who sits to my right, I, I honestly, I don't think she has any working nasal passages. You know, so like anytime I've been gassy, it's just been like let it fly. Nobody cares. Yeah. You know. Well, now I've got new people around me. I'm not sitting behind, you know, I don't have a wall behind me anymore. And like, so come Monday, I might have to drop a couple of tums. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I might have to, like, you know, send apologies in advance. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to hit you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is going to hit me hard. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, well. I am sorry. There is a cauldron brewing in there. You know, between the deviled eggs, the potato salad, you know, there is a fight taking place. 
Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I might take over. See, I don't know. But I might take over, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie. Because uh-huh. my mom, when she watched The Avengers at Christmas, uh-huh. or Thanksgiving it was, she loved the the, the Guardians. Uh-huh. Like, those characters, she, like, like thought were hysterical. So I think it'd be kind of cool to take over, like, the first Guardians movie and, and have her sit down and watch that. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. Your dad's seen it, right? Yeah, he's seen it. But like, he doesn't collect the movies like like you and I, or, or I do. Yeah, I have all those movies. Do you? Okay, I, I don't know if you did or not. Yeah. So. So I might do that. Yeah. Something for Mom to watch. and. No, she'll like that. Yeah. Especially if she likes the characters. Yeah, like like, like like out of the, the out of the end game room of Infinity War, like her favorites were the the Guardians. Like she thought yeah. they were all funny. Yeah. You know, so Yeah, she should like Guardians One especially. Yeah. Cause it's filled with humor. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. So I watched last week. Um, I, I've watched two things. Uh, the first was uh, I watched uh, Power Rangers, okay. the, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie from that from that 2017. Yeah, yeah, the new one. It was actually really good. Really? Yeah. I was very impressed with it. Yeah. Like, I, shockingly impressed. Like, I I thought it'd be okay. Like, I didn't have high expectations for it. Um, but, again, like, we had, like, all these free channels because of uh, the Watchathon, And, you know, this was on Epix. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I pulled it up, and I was, like, looking through there. And I was like, eh, I want to watch this. So I, pulled, I sat down and watched it. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like, it told a, it, I was surprised that it told a very good story, uh-huh. and it, it fought that urge to put them in the suits early. Oh, it did? Yeah. Like, they don't get into the suits until the third act. Okay. You know? And it was, like, really impressive. Like, I, I was very impressed, like, with this, how the story unfolded. I, I thought Elizabeth Banks did a really good job playing the, the villain. Uh-huh. Um. I mean that there was some hokiness, like some of the, the 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 special effects as far as like with the the Zords and Goldar, you're like eh, really? that's, that's a little shaky, but you know it's a low budget movie, <laughs> you know I get it, you know I mean it it, it wasn't sci fi or you know like that like that bad, but it was like something like I knew like if I had seen that on a bigger screen, I'd been like oh that's ass. Yeah, you know. But other than that, it, it was uh, it was actually really well done. I was very impressed by it. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think I'll see it. No, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah, like, but I mean, like, if you, it, it's something where like if you're looking for something to watch, or if you're a fan of the Power Rangers, yeah, like I would say give give it a viewing. I was um, not a fan. No, I know you. Won't. We discussed it when like that first trailer dropped. You were like, I have no interest whatsoever. <laughs> I died. You're like fuck this shit. Why? Why are we discussing it? <laughs> you, you really were like I'm going on and on about like how impressed I was with the trailer. You're like, 
Yeah, can we just move on? <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. no interest in Power Rangers. I get that. But um, it was it was decent, and you know, if you're somebody who's like thinking about watching it, I'd say give it a try. Yeah. You know. Don't worry, you you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> but the other thing I, I watched um, was a Netflix original series called The Order. The Order. Yeah. Refresh my memory. Well, it, I'm it, trying to think if I started it. Yeah, it's um the basis of it is that this kid gets accepted into this college, where like they have like one of the secret societies is a is a magic society, like magic is real. Okay. Okay. And you know, there's a a much larger plot that's unfolding. Um, but but like the real basis of it is like this kid gets accepted in, and you know the the story un, un, kind of unfolds from there. Okay. Um, there there's magic, there's werewolves, it's uh, hmm. there's a, there's a never ending fight between good and evil. I mean, at least I made me watch it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was it it, it was kind of like as I'm watching it, I felt like I was watching like a a version of Riverdale that was better because it had magic in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, ah, oh, man, it's romance. You know, boy meets girl. Boy wants to bang girl. Girl's not sure because, you know, it, it, yeah, you yeah. know, secret society rules. I mean, it, it was, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it was good. Like, I, I'm looking forward to a second season next year, but, you know. At the end of it, I, I was just like, wow, that's a twist. <laughs> okay. Let's see how that unfolds. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Like, the overall story arc, I, I will say this much. Like, it's what you expect as far as, like, I mean, you know, because as college kids, you expect, you know, there to be the romance angle, right. you know, stuff like that. Like, that, that was not – but – what did draw me in was the overall story arc that they do tell. Yeah. Which I found interesting and even more interesting as it unfolds. Okay. You know, like <coughs> there were little twists here and there. I think it's only 10 episodes uh-huh. for the season. And there wasn't to me like a clunker in them. Okay. Like there, there wasn't one episode where I thought like, yeah, we could have done without that. Yeah. You know. Um, so it, it was good storytelling, and it got to the point, and, you know, it, I was in, I was impressed by the, the story that it told <laughs> overall. Right. With the the big bad and everything else. So well, That's cool. Yeah. That's it, huh? That's all you watched? That's it, yeah. I had planned on watching. I, I was I was going to start binge watching today. Uh, Discovery. Okay. But, but Nancy dragged me out of the house, and we had to go shopping, and she took me out for steak. <laughs> you know, so for steak, steak, yeah, took me down to Longhorn for steak. I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, we went to Dairy Queen for blizzards. <laughs> you know. Blizzards too. Bl- blizzards too. Yeah, mm, yeah. Sweet. 
Yeah, fancy. So Lisa and I went to go see a movie last night. Oh, what'd you guys say? I can't say the name. <laughs> I can never pronounce it. Okay. Lorona. Laurent. Okay. Hold on. <coughs> I'm about to bring in. Where where was this at? Huh? Where'd you see this at? The movie theater. What movie theater? Hold on a second. Okay. Pause. La Llorona. The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. a horror movie. Yeah, I, I'm looking it up now. It's based on a Mexican tradition. Yeah. That most Mexican families know, or all. Right. And... All right, just come in here, Lisa, and just give us a little preface of what this uh, horror tale is about. Lisa? As we open the encyclopedia, and she. (laughs) It's a story that... Mexican grandmothers would tell their child, their grandkids to make us be good. Okay. It's about a woman that murdered her children. And then you'd hear her crying because she was looking for other children that she wanted to take with her. Okay. Because, you know, once she lost her children, she wanted more. So she'd hear her crying. And so when you weren't good, uh-huh. La Llorona would come and get you and take you away with her. So. Kind of like Yaba Baba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a folk tale. Yeah. yeah. But it was every Mexican child in the, well, that I knew right. was horrified by it. I don't know. It was the scariest thing that anyone could do. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so at night you behaved? Yeah, yeah. Whenever, like, any, like, any grandma. Yeah. Like, it could be your neighbors would be like, if you're not good, why don't I come get you? Right. So they would, like, you know, break eggs under your bed and just make sure that, you know, wear the evil eye around, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Evil eye. Wow. This. I love them. They put a, lots of people would wear them on necklaces to keep them, to keep her away. Yeah? Yeah, like that thing in the movie when they talk about the egg. Well, they did the thing, they did the thing where they cleaned the, the room with the egg. Right. To show how much evil was in the room. Right. They used to do that, and then they they leave it under your bed at night. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, they'd break it. And if the egg was cloudy or, you know, red or something, you know, but that's how you got rid of the evil. Oh, okay. The, the catch in the egg. Wow. I didn't know it went that it was, far. Oh, it was pretty horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it went that far. Yeah. It was horrifying. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, that was... I, I just thought it was more like a boogeyman's going to be... No, it was... Like, I didn't know they had, like, props and shit when they pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they put you, they put things up in the corners so you could hear hear if she was coming. Did you have like things. parents, not your parents, but were you oh, like, my mom used to talk about like oh. it was a, I mean it was a thing like every yeah. every kid growing up knew about it and she would come get you if you weren't good. Did you torture your children with this tale? No. No, I didn't. I yeah. never because it was horrifying. I don't think I, 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 didn't want I don't to. think I could have done. That. <laughs> Well, yeah. I get you, but I mean, like, you know, she just may have done it, like, you know, that you know, and, like, you know, by the way, 
No. Don't tell your father, but. <laughs> no, I actually never did. There's, there's an yeah, evil Mexican witch that's out to get you. I was discarded by it. I'm not doing that to my child. However, I did tell Ellie about the girl with the, the ribbon around her neck. Do you mm-hmm. remember that story? I think it was, I swear it was one of those scary stories to tell in the dark stories. Right. With the lady with the ribbon around her neck. Uh-huh. And her, she got married and the husband would always ask her what that ribbon was for. Uh, tell you us. You don't remember that story? No. Oh, and then when, then she we, we were reading Winnie the Pooh. I, I, you know. <laughs> no, she said, you know, don't, it's, it's my Winnie the Pooh. Winnie. I said Winnie. Oh. It's like, get a fucked up shit. You look it up. Pornhub. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, you don't want to look at my Pornhub history. <laughs> no, but, yeah, so she told her, she told him not to mess with the ribbon around the neck and, one day she fell asleep and he was he got too curious so he looked he took the ribbon off her neck and her head rolled off. Wow! <laughs> I did tell Ellie that story the other day. I'm like, maybe not such a great idea. She wow! No, you don't remember that story? No, no. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen in the Thousand Acre Woods. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I thought it was one of those very scary. You ask any Ewers little Mexican child, any little Mexican child will yeah. knows about La Llorona. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, thanks for the history lesson. Yeah. There you go. So, so you watched a movie about this? They made yes, a movie then, based upon this. Let me tell you, all the little Mexican grandmothers were much better storytellers. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. That bad. The movie was not. It come to find out, whoever wrote the movie, it was part of the Conjuring universe, <laughs> and so it was like. Uh, they show Annabelle, you know. Yeah. Through, I mean, it's so it was. I mean, it was one of the James Wan movies, and I guess I didn't realize that when yeah. I went to see it. But um, I still, we're still trying to guess why it had an R rating. Yeah. It, it shouldn't have had an R rating. Yeah. But I think they all do now. But I, I'm, I was watching The Nun yesterday, and I think that they all have an R rating. Yeah. Um, Nancy cool. just watched The Nun too. She's like, yeah, I watched that one time. That's enough. Yeah, we started watching it, and I was. I, I, I just didn't finish There it. wasn't really even much jump scares. Yeah. I want to say probably a 2 out of 10. Yeah. Okay, there yeah, you go. It just wasn't very good. And I was so excited. I really was excited. Well, I'm sure. Because I mean, it, it was, a... like, playing on that. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I was on call. I'm on call today. And she was like, let's go to a movie. I'm like, all right, 9.45. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ian fell asleep about five minutes into it. Yeah. No, I did. I fell asleep until it started to pick up. And then yeah. I stayed awake. But it was actually, though, the one thing I did like was that they did show a lot of the, like, um... History like of the... Like the, the curandera and the, they, like, the people that, right. you know, so that was kind of neat to see, like, the eggs and the... Yeah. All the traditional Mexican stuff, but it wasn't a great movie. Really. I was very disappointed. I'm sorry to hear that. So, yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. Right. Back to women the poo. <laughs> women the poo, yeah. This is uh you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christopher Robin. Taylor is not my real name. <laughs> yeah. Begins with a P. <laughs> <laughs> oh my poo. My dildo fell off again. <laughs> Don't, don't. Have you 
you seen Christopher Robin yeah, yet? Genghis Pouch. Yeah. What? Have you seen Christopher Robin yet? Yeah. Did you? Mm. We've never discussed it then. Because I'm, I'm curious. Because I, I know you had it. I don't know if you actually... Oh, yeah. I watched it. It's just a tear fest. Oh, isn't it, though? All the way through. Ewan McGregor's really good. He is. He's very good at it. So is Haley Atwell. Atwell. Yeah. But um, but Ewan McGregor's fantastic. I mean, like, the, that opening sequence, when Pooh's just waiting by the door for him. Yeah. Oh. There's so many one-liners by Pooh. Yeah. I mean, just the whole thing's just like, oh, man. Like, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to, like, I'm going to ever do a sequel to that. Yeah. You know, but, like, for what it was, it was a masterfully made movie. And even that, oh, the end scene? Yeah. I was just like, oh. It was, just, I could feel it coming now. Yeah. And it was just, it was too much. It was, I mean, and it's be- but it's beautifully done. Yeah. And, like, all the little moments, like, when, you know. He's trying to fit through the door and, yeah. I, I, and everything like that. It's so good. Yeah, there's just tons of moments where it's just like, wow, yeah. this is really good. Yeah. And there's just a ton of moments where you just, you want to roll a little tear. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's touching you. like It's hitting the heart. Mm-hmm. It's hitting the heartstrings hard, you know. And I don't know if that was the, I'm sure it was their intention to a certain extent, like to. Sure. But I mean, like you know, when it when it means something to people like you and I, like man, I, it just and his freak out, was yeah. Bad. When you and McGregor kind of freaked out, yeah, on Pooh, you know, yeah. But I mean, like it, it made sense like, as an adult. That's what you think, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the beauty of that movie. It's like I get where he was coming from. I get his position of. I can't do this. I'm an adult. I have responsibilities. But yet there's that part of you that has and it's gonna the, the beauty of this is it's going to play in those in my soapbox a little later on. But it's the beauty of it is you can't forget that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like you're in a way, you and McGregor is right, you can't be there all the time. You can't go back to the hundred the thousand acre woods all the time. Mm-hmm. But man, you gotta remember it. And he forgot it. Yeah. You know, I, know, I mean, and you understand why when you like because it shows the shit he went through. He went through World War One. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like of all the things that you could go through, like World War One is like one of the worst things ever. Yeah. You know, and I mean, he's been through the shit and he's just changed, man. He's just trying to find his place in life, and he's got a, a wife and a child, and <clears throat> he's trying to do the right thing. And you know, here comes Pooh. Yeah. To remind him who he was. Yeah. You know, it's a fantastic story. It is. It's very well done. Yeah. It's one of the better movies made. Yeah. I I think. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. And, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be bad. Yeah. By any means. I didn't know how good it was going to be. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be bad. But it turned out to be much better than I thought. Right. Especially it's a period piece. It's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. You and McGregor. Yeah. You can't really go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, on top of everything else, I mean, like it just it it hit in all the right spots. Right. Like especially with Pooh, and like when they come to, they all come through the door and they're gonna save Christopher Robin. Yeah. You know because he needs his his special binder. I mean, like, all that stuff was just like so good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just really well done. Yeah. Well written. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> because it felt like you were reading a book. Yeah. It did. Yeah. It turned like that. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So. All right. So, well, so let me, first off, dust off the old soapbox here and get on it. Okay. Okay. So, la- last week, you and I, we, we discussed the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. Yeah. At great length. Yeah. And we both discussed how it moved us to tears. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it many people were, were, were moved to tears by this. Um, Ashley St. Clair, okay. who is a political pundit of sorts, mm-hmm. okay, she apparently <laughs> was not. Okay. Now, what she did, she took a YouTube video uh, that was posted by, um, I want to get his name here, Eric Butts. Okay. And it's a, vi- it's a reaction video of Eric watching the trailer for the first time. Uh-huh. And he's moved to tears like we were. Yeah. Like, very dramatically. Yeah. Like everything about the trailer, he's just absolutely tears of joy are flowing down this man's face. Right. So she attaches the YouTube video to her tweet and she states Star Wars and superhero movie obsession culture has revealed a whole new population of undateable men. Might be worse than men who wear cargo shorts. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now. Of course, many, many, many people came to Mr. Butts' defense on what he saw. And out of embarrassment, he actually took the video down. Like, mm-hmm. out of shame, he took the video down. He's since put it back up because so many people have come to his defense, including the great Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. But but initially, out of shame, this poor guy took, this, took the video down. Um. And, you know, I railed on Bill Maher just a few months ago, twice, for completely dissing geek culture. And something dawned on me when I read her tweet and I thought about it. You fear that which you don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand how a two-minute movie trailer can move somebody the way that that trailer did for Eric Butts and for thousands of other people. One of my favorite things to do, especially after after a trailer like this is watch fan reaction trailers. Yeah. Because I get to experience their joy as well. Mm -hmm. And it's always the same, but it's, it's so glorious to watch everybody having the same reaction. Being moved to tears, and you you view it from the outside as something you don't understand, right? How how can this two minute movie trailer move a grown man to tears? Well, it's because he's soft. Yeah. 
Well, no. It's something called buy-in. Yeah. It's... Like, I am not afraid to admit, over my lifetime, movies and music and sports have moved me to tears. Right. Tears mostly of joy. Yeah. 99% of the time is joy. There are a few times it's out of pure sadness, like anytime I've walked out of a Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> but, like, you think about it, over the years, like, as a kid, Empire Strikes Back. Right. My, re my reaction to Empire Strikes Back as an eight-year-old was, was so strong because I didn't understand that the good guys don't always win. And they didn't. They, <laughs> at best, you call that a tie. Right. You know? So at eight years old, I'm being taught this lesson. But my buy-in at eight years old was so strong with those characters, it shook me to my core and in many ways helped shape, shape me to be the person I am today. Yeah. You go to Return of the Jedi and you think about the, the, the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. That moved me to tears as a 13-year-old. Right. You know, because he made the ultimate sacrifice to save his son. It was like, you know, wow, this is amazing. And, like, it goes on from there. Like, you think about all the times in your life that something has moved you. George Kirk sacrificing himself at the beginning of J.J. Abrams' Star Trek crushes me. It crushes me. You know, um, fucking, uh, the, the end of Independence Day when, um, Randy Quaid tells the dude, like, tell my kids I love them. Yeah. And he pushes, the, he's going to sacrifice himself to save humanity. Like, that crushes me. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, Adam, Adam Ball was like, you know, he's the bravest man I've ever known. You know, up to his son, who's like, you know, crushed because his dad just, yeah, you know, and it's like amazing. Like, that's one of those amazing moments that, like, you say, like, you know, wow. And it just, it goes on and on, like, but you don't understand that. Like, I don't know what brings you joy. Yon do's final words to Star Wars. Yon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, you're serious. What? The end of Wally when Eve puts Wally back together. And he doesn't recognize her, breaks my heart. Yeah. Like I am in physical anguish when that happens in that moment. Yeah. Because you bought into that character. He was so unique and so lovable. And she puts him back together. And for like that brief moment, he doesn't remember her. He just goes back to being a regular Wall E unit. But then there's a spark and she saves him, and it's like, oh, I, I, it moves me to tears. Big Hero 6 did that to me, too. Big Hero... Oh, oh. <laughs> I was not... Nobody prepared me for Big Hero 6 <laughs> at all. That was rough. That was. Like, I was like, what the fuck? But my point to you, Ashley St. Clair, like, I don't know what brings you joy in life. I really don't. But these are the things that bring me joy in life. Yeah. And the fact that you feel the need to piss all over that, 
tells me you're not that good of a person anyway. Because like, I don't know what brings you joy. If you enjoy going out and firing a gun at, at an animal, by all means, do so. I, I hope you're doing it the right way. I hope I hope you're doing it the Ted Nugent way. <laughs> you know, and you're using the entire carcass. <clears throat> you know, you're not just not going out there and shooting something, leaving it for, you know, you know what I mean. Like I, yeah, that, yeah. that's fine. But like my 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 point is like I don't know what brings you joy in life because I don't understand that. But I also don't fear it. Right. You know, I'm not gonna put you down because you you think the things that I enjoy I should have put away as a child. Right. You know, which is where Winnie the Pooh came in. Yeah. You know, but it's you're wrong. You know. It's fine if that's what you want to do, but don't belittle me for not. <laughs> you know, these are the things I love. These are the things I buy into. The you know, I, I, I pay my bills, I pay my taxes, I do everything I'm supposed to do as an adult. And what I do in my free time like this right. that brings me joy right. should be of no concern to you. But you think this is an entire generation of undateable men. Right. And you're wrong. Because in all likelihood, more of these guys are, are more likely to be faithful and worship you than, than the average guy is. Right. You know, the and, and whether you like it or not, like, and you learned this firsthand. The beauty of the internet is we know we're out there now. Yeah. When I was a kid, when I was in my 20s even, <clears throat> nerd culture was frowned upon. Right. It, it was like my dirty secret. Yeah. Like, I, I'm i not going to equate it to anybody. It was like my dirty secret. Like, I was a nerd, you know, and I really couldn't let you. Like, you had to, like, have a secret handshake. To know who your fellow nerds were before you could talk about the things that you loved. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you but today we know we're out there. We are a force. We are mighty. And there are far more of us than there are of you we're finding out. Right. You know, and and that's in all fandoms. I mean Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, DC, anime. What, what, whatever it is, if you diss one of us, you diss all of us. Yeah. And, well, I, I, I looked at her timeline, and I did see she later stated that she had been receiving some death threats. I don't condone that at all about this. Yeah. But facts are facts. We're here to stay. Yeah. Geek culture isn't going anywhere anytime soon. I agree. You know, and... For you to like sit there and, and 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 diss a man for what brings him joy, just makes me think that you're an ugly person I would not want to meet. Agreed. Hmm. And you fear that which you don't understand. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, it pissed me off so much. <laughs> Oh man. Go <laughs> better? A little bit, yeah. Mm. I, I felt 
bad for this guy. Yeah. Like, it's one of my favorite things to do is I love, like, I spent my Sunday, like, part of my Sunday as well, watching YouTube videos, hundreds of them, of people watching that trailer. Yeah. And their reactions. And it's always so genuine and so beautiful to see, in my opinion, because it's the only way I get to share that experience with you. Right. You know, I don't know who you are, but you were kind enough to post a video the first time you watched this trailer and your honest reaction. And the fact that you're willing to share that moment with me means a lot. And like sometimes, like I mean, we're going to talk about like, you know, they released out a Dark Phoenix trailer this week. Wasn't moving anybody to tears. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, this did. You know, there, there's a difference. Um, well, even the Winnie the Pooh trailer moved us to tears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it, you, you're, you've bought into it in such a way that, you know, like when you saw that trailer, when you saw Pooh and you saw you and McGregor, you were just like, it, 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 it hits your heartstrings. Wow. You know. But. Like, I, I just, it's one of those things where, like, you, you just, you want to share this with people, and we know who each other are, you know, and to have some outsider who's just like, really? Like, no, really, you're right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're, no, there's no, it's just really. Yeah. You know. It takes all kinds. It does, but I, 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 I don't begrudge anybody who's not on board. I, I, I'm not saying it, that this person should have been moved. Like, Ashley Sinclair, if you're not in, you're not in. I get that. I don't begrudge that to you. Like, I, one of the things I hate are those people who are just, like, and you, you know, there's been the memes all week, like, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. But like, you know, it's like, okay, I get it. That's great. Congratulations. Whatever. Like, I don't care. Yeah, but don't dog us out. Right. The ones that are watching it. Yeah. There are th- those of us who have bought into this for, eight, for seven seasons now, looking forward to this final eighth. Don't dog us for it. Yeah. Just because you're not on board doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's just a childish reaction. <laughs> right. So, like, I mean, like, it was funny. Like, I. Last Friday, at work, I said something about the trailer. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, I had to pull myself together. I was like, the Star Wars trailer came out, and somebody asked how it was. I'm like, it's fucking glorious. You know, I was like, I had to pull myself together. I, I, I couldn't take a minute, because I, I, I actually started rolling a tear or two. Mm-hmm. And, like, my boss is sitting there, and she's like, I've never seen a Star Wars movie. I'm like, well, then you know something, get it. <laughs> you know? Sorry. And like two other people are like, yeah, I've never seen a Star Wars movie. I was like, well, that's your loss. Yeah. You know, but it moved me. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it just, it, it agitates me. Like, when, when, like people would go out of their way to be like, yeah, I've never seen a Star Wars movie. Yeah. They're almost big now. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good for you. Whatever. I mean, like, I don't care. I have. I've seen them all multiple times. I've never seen an episode of Big Brother. But you don't see me bitching about it. Yeah. Just, oh, I'm just, yeah. you know, in comparison. I've yeah. never watched an episode of you know, the Kardashians. Yeah. I, you know, 
I, you know, maybe when you know they have divorce problems, it, it upsets you, but I can care less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Real Housewives don't give a damn. You know, but that's your buy-in. That's your thing. Good for you. Right. Like, there, there are two fandoms out there that I, I don't get at all. One is Twilight. Like, I don't get it. Okay. It's not my thing. I don't begrudge those fans who, who like, are all in on that. Right. Like, good for you. It, it's an entry point. Maybe you'll see some other stuff. Maybe you'll watch Harry Potter. Maybe you'll watch this. Maybe you'll watch that. But here's an entry point for you. You know, fine, great. And the other ones that, like, always get, like, like picked on, like, from the outside are Medea fans. Yeah. I've never seen a Medea movie. Right. Okay. I have no interest in watching a Medea movie. That They're not aimed for me, obviously. Right. I am not the target audience for a Medea movie. But they make money. Right. They make Tyler Perry makes cash off of those movies. Mm. Good for him. Like I don't begrudge anybody who goes to see those movies. Yeah. You know, they're not my cup of tea, clearly, and I'm not the target audience. Right. But by all means, enjoy. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, and, and good for Tyler Perry for finding something that he can make bank off of. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why am I pissed that this guy's making money off of something that you know he's found he's found joy from? Like yeah. he, he enjoys the like, he enjoyed playing his character for X amount of movies. Yeah. You know, good for him. <laughs> you know, interesting. Jay and Silent Bob, same thing. You know, I mean, Kevin Smith has fans upon fans upon fans. Other people are like. The fuck is this? But you know, like when you hear he's doing another Jay and Silent Bob movie, like we all get excited because like it's like he's going back to his roots. He's right. going back to what he does best. This is what we want to see from Kevin Smith, you know. And we all got excited, and it's like, you know, I, I can't. I don't even know what the movie's going to be look look like, but I can't wait to see it. Right. You know what I mean? Just because it's Kevin Smith going back to the Askewiverse. Right. And you I, know. I really mind. I'm really interested in the dialogue. Yeah, That's the best part about Kevin Smith. Exactly. Like I mean, you, you like that dialogue in all those movies is it, it's very much like I don't know. I, I always always it's a it's completely different worlds, but it's a similar comparison. It's almost like Tarantino-ish. Yeah, like the way it's written. Not not a Tarantino movie, but just the dialogue. The dialogue is just so good. He made a joke about that one time. Mm -hmm. so, somebody said Quentin Tarantino makes Kevin Smith movies, but they he actually moves the camera. Yeah. And Kevin Smith made a joke. Well, I was busting my ass in the in the the movie rental place I worked, and I don't think he was. Yeah. <laughs> you know? he, he was busy watching the movies. I was only listening to them. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that's you know. His dialogue is just so good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean you go back to like chasing Amy and Dogma. Like that's amazing dialogue. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. you know. I mean those two movies in particular, I mean that's the height of Kevin Smith and his power. I mean you you even look at fucking um Red State. Yeah. Which is outside of the Askewiverse, but I mean the stuff he wrote, like for the preacher. Yeah. That's some strong dialogue. Yeah. 
you know, that's good stuff. You know, so, I mean, but he, here's a guy who's, again, made his niche. And, ma and he makes movies that don't make a ton of money, but he makes a movie for $5 million. It makes 30 <laughs> You know, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a nice return. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he does. That's the same, same thing Tyler Perry does. He makes a movie for $5 million. It makes 30 or $40 million. He hasn't lost money. Right. And there's no need to really, like, those movies, you don't see them get advertised a ton because he just reaches out to his audience. Right. He, he, he's not trying to expand that audience. He's like, you know, the, here's the people I need to make sure know I have a movie coming out. <laughs> and they're going to show out and come out in spades, and you're going to make your money back. Yeah. You know, and that's... First couple of weeks, you're making money on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not agree with you. I'm getting off my soapbox now. Okay. I just found something. We, we just took a break from, uh, you had to go get a quick smoke. Yeah. And I jumped on Facebook. I just found something that made me go, dear God in heaven, where has this been in my life? Yeah. There is a pierogi bar in Pittsburgh. Oh, <laughs> yeah? Yeah. This is, uh, it's on 7th Street downtown. <laughs> okay. And you can get the – it stays here. You can get them boiled or fried. Okay. And then tossed in butter and onions with a side of sour cream. Yeah. Okay. But some of them, like, they have a picture here, like, your basic potato and cheese pierogi with bacon and eggs. Nice. Oh. They also have, like, it's a cheeseburger pierogi plate. <laughs> So I'm guessing it's, it's a pierogi stuffed with hamburger and cheese. Mm. Other fun options include the Reuben, the breakfast, and the mac and cheese pierogi. Mm. Stuffed is all about the pierogi, and that includes desserts, including your sweet tooth and the jalapeno caramel apple and creamsicle or Kahlua pierogies. Mm. Wow. Going all out. This sounds like I, I'm normally one who'd be like, yeah, this doesn't sound like my cup of tea, but this sounds like my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, sounds like, like a cool place. Yeah, like I, I mm, like a, the, this cheeseburger pierogi has me intrigued. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm down. With, like, I, like if I ever get to this place, like the, like the first time I go, I'm gonna keep it simple and just get like, yeah, you know, potato and cheese with some some bacon and eggs. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, it sounds yeah. good then. That, oh, it does. I mean, that's, I'm just picturing a young, an old Polish woman making them up for me. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Got a bush going. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I am very intrigued, to say the least, by, uh, by, th by this fine dinery. <laughs> and I'm not one who's like, you know, hey, what, what's the latest thing that's going on? What's good? I mean, it looks like there's a line. I'm probably going to have to wait a while before I go down there. Yeah. You know, but. Mmm, this looks like good eating. I'm sure it is. Mmm. Can't go wrong with a good pierogi. <laughs> I like how it's kind of traditional with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, how hasn't there been a place like this before? Yeah, it's good. Like, 
what 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 ha- how has this not been done? Right. I'm 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 bumfuzzled by this. Right. You know. Nah, I believe it. So, got that going on. Try that out. Yeah. Yeah, really. Jared's in Atlanta right now. Okay. He sent me that picture. Oh wow! It's a pork chop. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big ass. What, what is that with a biscuit? Cornbread. Okay. Yeah. I'm there. Ah. That mashed potato there. No. Let me see. He wrote lower. Grits on the plate are made with oh, grits. Okay. With beer cheese. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Beer cheese grits. Okay. Pork chop, and then there's he said there's greens underneath the pork chop. Wow. That's a plate of food. That's a pl- that is a plate of food. That's impressive. Yeah. That's the dirty south for you right That's there. That's a big old piece of cornbread. That, that, that is a hunk of cornbread. I'll take that, that just looking on top of it. Yeah. That just looking at that makes me thirsty. <laughs> like I mean like you, know, you like I know I take a bite out of that and need to drink, have a sip of something. Look at that chop. That's a big ass chop. That's an impressive plate of food. It is. That is. That's a very impressive plate of food. He said, he said, too, he said, there's a bar across the street that has Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat, too. Oh, jeez. He said, there's a bar here that has a comic shop in it and video games with pinball. Wow. He sent me that. Oh, nice. Yeah. What a cool place. Yeah. 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 Anyway. That's impressive. I mean, that's an impressive plate of food. Like, I... I wouldn't eat most of it, but it's still an impressive plate of food. Like I, I'll bet he spent a good 13, 14 bucks on that. I'd, Minimal. I'd spend that on that. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you know. See, I like grits. I'm, yeah. Personally, I'm, I'm a huge oh. fan of grits. You, you, were, you were raised Southern. Yeah. But uh, beer cheese grits sounds good to me, dude. Yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> I like grits with garlic and cheese on it. I will admit, I would be intrigued. Like, my only exposure to grits... Is like Eden Park grits. Yeah. You know, which is like instant. And I would be intrigued that at least one time. Have some good grits. You like, have, like try real southern grits. Yeah. You know. Mm. Especially with butter and cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm right there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what else you got, yeah, The only other thing I got, it's like a, a slow, well, uh, there was this. No, uh, we got to talk about. Thrones a little. Well, I think we could. Um, <laughs> there wasn't anything that really happened in that episode, though. Like, I don't say that in a bad way. I'm just saying it's uh, like. John getting on that dragon was pretty fucking exciting. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good setup. Yeah. I mean, they, they did release a second trailer for Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah? Did you see this? Uh-huh. Okay, hold on. All right, so you just watched the, the trailer for Hobbs yeah, and Shaw. I hope they don't show another one, because I won't have to see the movie. <laughs> you know, like, it matters at this yeah, point. Like, I mean, it looks fantastic. It looks ridiculously stupid. Yeah. But I don't care. Uh, it looks like, fun, dude. It, it's just testosterone and eye candy. Yeah. You know, like, good Lord in heaven. Yeah. Like, 
Oh. I'm like, I'm Elvis all in. Elvis cool, too. Huh? I'm intrigued by Elvis' character. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's neat. I, I love, I mean, they're going back to, you know, some Polynesian island. He's yeah. doing a hakata. Like, that, that like, the first off, like, one of the greatest things in the world is when they do, like, a hakata like that. Yeah. Oh. Like, <laughs> I will watch, like, New Zealand All Blacks rugby just to see that at the beginning when yeah, they yeah. do that. I was like, oh, if that doesn't fire you up, you're not human. Yeah. You know, but. Looks good. Oh, it looks ridiculous. Yeah. I can't wait for it. I know. It's fun. It looks like a fun movie. Yeah. Like, again, if you're, if you're looking for a good story, this probably isn't for you. it's not gonna have a good story you're there strictly for the stunts you're strictly there for the rock you're there for statham yeah you know that's what you're there for you're you're there for witty banner and like high octane no drag pure adrenaline yeah you know that shit could never happen but we're gonna make it look like it did anyway you know that's gonna be a good movie Statham every once in a while comes out with some good stuff, and that's one of them. He's had some. He's had some stick clunkers. Oh yeah. yeah. But what was the one? What was the one where he was in? Where uh, was that Rush? The one where he had to keep his heart level above a certain. What was that one? Crank. Crank. That was a great movie. That is. That the first one's phenomenal. Yeah. The second one's pretty fucking awful. Yeah, I didn't see the second one. Yeah. The first one was just absolutely incredible. <laughs> it was. Well, I mean, that, that, that's good. Let's give Jason Statham the old <laughs> Pittsburgh nerd breakdown. Okay. Okay. Um. You know, last year he had the Meg, which. It's just an okay movie. I mean, it's yeah. fun. I watched it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. What do you think? It's of it? okay. Yeah. It's fun. You know, he's been in the, the Fast and Furious movies. He's, yeah. he's been in a couple of those. Um, I Spy, which was a Melissa McCarthy vehicle. Didn't see it. He was in Expendables. He's been he's in the Expendables movies. He's very, he's very good in the Expendables movies. I liked all of it. Yeah. Um... Homefront was a very good movie. Yeah. Um, the Mechanic, that was a, the remake of the uh, the old Charles Bronson movie. It wasn't very good. Mm. Um, like you're right. Like there's like a like safe. Like what the fuck is that? Mm. Parker, uh, Redemption. Like there's a lot of movies in here that you're just like, <laughs> you know, these went straight to video, my friend. Um, <laughs> Crank, like we said, the transporter. That was good. That was good. Death Race. That was actually a bad movie that was fun to watch. Yeah. Here's the one. War. Yeah. With Jet with uh, Jet Li. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. 2007. He stars in one of the worst movies I have ever fucking seen. In the name of the King. A Dragon Siege Tale. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Um, Transporter 2. The Italian Job. He plays Handsome Rob. Yeah. That's a good movie. 
He's in the one. Oh, yeah. Another Jet Li movie. Yeah. Which was good. Yeah. Here's why I forget that he was in Ghosts of Mars. I don't remember him in Ghosts of Mars. He played Sergeant Jericho Butler. I'm sure I'm, I'm yeah. sure he's in it. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. He was in Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Good man. Yeah. But there's a lot of crap in here that you're just like, yeah, that's a bad movie. Yeah. You know, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's some yeah. movies that were you're just like... <laughs> Like who? What bookie do you owe money to that you're making this piece of shit? <laughs> but then he comes up with something where you're just like, "Wow, that's definitely worth watching." Yeah, you know. But like him in the Expendables is is very good. Yeah, he um, was good in all the Expendables. Yeah, I like the first one the best. Yeah, that that, that is clearly the best. I mean, that's an amazing movie. Yeah. Like I, I don't care who you are. That's it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. The others were, huh? The others were, eh? Yeah. Okay. They're okay. Yeah. They're watchable. But... Nothing. Nothing that you know blew your skirt up. Nah. But that first one's so fucking good. It is. Like it's weird how good that movie is. Yeah, I, you didn't know what to expect. Like I mean, yeah. you kind of did, but you did. Yeah. You know, it's like, here's Stallone, he's making a movie. Yeah. What's it going to be? It's always a toss-up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you watch, start watching this movie, and there's like, damn, he pulled it off. You know, I mean, he yeah. pulled off old action heroes. Yeah. And pulled them into a movie. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. And I wouldn't say, I wouldn't consider Jet Li an old action movie guy when this, the first Expendables was released. Right. But he was still part of the genre. But I wouldn't consider Statham at the time an old guy either. No, I mean, they, yeah. I mean, he was Statham was probably just getting into his prime right there. Right. Um, and Jet Li was kind of rounding it out. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That first one's good. Real good. It's real good. Yeah. Like the second one, like you're like, I, I like, I mean, they shoehorn like so much into it, like with uh fucking uh. Um, Chuck Norris. Yeah. You know, that, that was bad. Yeah, they shoehorned a lot of shit in that movie. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of bad in that movie. The third one's a bit better. Yeah. It doesn't feel like they shoehorned as much into it. Yeah. But, I mean, you got Mel Gibson as the villain. You got, you know, the the, the triumphant return of uh, Wesley Snipes from prison. I like that part. <laughs> yeah. I thought Wesley Snipes was, like, really good in that movie. Yeah, like, Wesley Snipes had, like, he's been taking acting lessons in jail. Yeah. <laughs> he was really good. He was. Harrison Ford's in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad movie at all. I like how he tells Harrison Ford where to go, too. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison Ford being a dick. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, you don't, you don't get that very often from Harrison Ford. Uh-uh. Like that, he's never that guy, usually. Yeah, the unlikable one. Yeah, he's usually the likable one yeah. in trouble. Yeah, it was Except good. for the beginning of Regarding Henry. Oh. Let's not talk about that movie. Ooh, that's a rough one, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> there it is. That is. Very underrated movie. It is. It's a very underrated movie, and man. That showed some, I, it showed some acting chops on Ford. 
Yeah, but I mean, you're also talking about a movie where, like, again, you're talking about, like, you know, being moved to tears. Oh. You know, that's a... Crushing. That was. Seeing him cry was crushing. Like, for him to find out, like, what an awful human being he was. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, you're just like, you know, wow. Like, he's like, who who really am I? Like, am I this person I've become? Or was I the person before the accident? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's hard to watch because it's like... Yeah. It's like one of those movies. Yeah. Like My Life with fucking Michael Keaton. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. Mm. That hurts to watch. Doesn't it? Yeah. And like, it's just a movie you just never expected he would do. Oh. Not, you don't. No, yeah, you're, you're right. But like, I mean, it, like, it, that movie physically hurts me to watch it because it's like, it's so heartbreaking. Oh. You know, like, everything about that movie is just like, oh. And, and Keaton is so fucking good. So good. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. And showed his acting so. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some there's some tear jerkers out there where are yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh yeah. Man? Yeah. Man without a face. <laughs> Awakenings. Oh yeah. I uh, thought that was an underrated movie too. It is. It's very underrated. It has De Niro and Williams in it. And like when De Niro's having that episode, like no, keep rolling, keep rolling. Like, like he's like telling him like to keep filming because he wants it to be seen like. That, that's like heart wrenching. Yeah, it, that, that that's a oh. I know that, that that's a rough one. It's cool when movies can bring you to that point. We we're just talking about right. It, it's like, yeah, like school ties. Oh yeah, the death of Pesci. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. That, that's a because and then you know and it's it's very unexpected. Yeah, like you're watching that movie and you're thinking, "Was oh, this a feel good movie?" And it, like. It ends like that way, and you're just like it turns like yeah. You're like wow. Yeah. I did not see this coming. No, not at all. No. Dead poet society. Yeah. Oh. And they stood up on the desk. Yeah. If that doesn't bring anyone to tears, I don't know what does. Yeah. That, That's, I, I mean, it's almost doing it now. Yeah. Just thinking about the, my captain, my captain, and everything. Oh yeah. I mean, that's like fucking incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's good stuff. I mean, it's just movies like that from our past. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. Like it's it's amazing, like stuff like that. And you're just like, you know. You think about like how you felt in the like in that moment watching that movie for the first time. Yeah. Like even now, like you think about it, like if I watched any of those movies again, I, I would be brought to tears because of, of how I feel about them. But like at that very moment when you watch that movie in a theater or if it was on VHS or something, and like just the way you felt like like you're like, oh my I can't believe I'm feeling this. Like, like, it's the power of cinema. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, when you turn yourself over to that, when you just give in <laughs> and let it take you, it, it, it's it's a powerful journey. It, it very much can be. No. You know? And that's, I guess what I like about stuff like that, like, you know, we can talk about the Star Wars saga, and that's 40-some-odd years in the making, and, you know, it's the final one for the Skywalker saga. and Everything else, you're kind of giving into that, or, or Star Trek. I mean, like, and, and Khan. I mean, first off, Spock died. Oh, that's another huge... It, it's huge! I mean, that whole thing, you know, you know the... the, the um, 
the needs of the of the many outneed the needs of the few, and yeah. you know, or the one. Yeah. You know, I always have been and always shall be your friend. Yeah. And the other thing that crushes me is like, okay, you get through that, uh-huh. but then you have his funeral. Yeah. And think of him however you want. Shatner crushes it. Yeah, he does. It. He mm-hmm. fucking crushes it <laughs> with that his eulogy mm-hmm. and that moment where he's like, out of all the, the beings I've met in all of my travels, or all the souls I've met in all of my travels. His is the most, and he has that brief moment, like like that shattered pause, but it works. He's like most human, and you're just like, oh fuck, I'm done. And Scotty starts the fucking bagpipes. You go, oh no, I'm. I'm, There's a great. I just want to crawl into a ball and weep. Yeah, there's a great scene. It is. It's fantastic. Like when he starts playing Amazing Grace, I'm just fucking done. I cannot take. I am just a a a sobbing mess. You know what makes you know funny about that not just moments in general mm-hmm. you know what always gets me you know mm-hmm. is <laughs> every, every time and I, I don't know what it is it's not even a part it's not even an acting part but the end of their last one the last one they do yeah and the credits start rolling and oh then, and yeah go up and it's a signature every yeah. time yeah like and I wasn't even a fan of the movies. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I mean, I was. Don't get me wrong. I, I like the movies. I just not yeah. all of them. Yeah, six wasn't that good, but I really brought me to tears. <laughs> but uh, but it was just the fact that they did. I, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in, in yeah movie history. Yeah. Um. But and but it was their actual signatures. Yeah. And you almost wish Shatner had gone out on that note. Yeah. He had to come back for generations. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which sucked. Yeah, well, Spock's been back, too, a few times on... Well, on the TV show. He was never in the movies. He never came back for a movie? No. Well, okay, no. I shouldn't say that, because he, he comes back for the J.J. Abrams ones. Yes. But that's... Yeah, but that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he never came back in the generations. Movies. Not in the generations. No. But, um... But it was so cool how they did their signature. And the music was perfect. Yeah. And it was like that trumpet. That yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, it's just gorgeous. I mean, it was just it was just really good. And, like... Yeah, yeah. That, I was like, like, Jerry Goldsmith, I think, scored that movie. He scored it, that, that ending, like, perfectly. Like, you said, like, with that, like, triumphant trumpet kind of, like, playing yeah. as they're... You know, and then, like, it goes into, like, the the main... Yeah. The, the main... uh main theme yeah from oh yeah it's, that's beautiful it's good I bet every time it's just like yeah you know what I mean like it's wow cause you know we didn't have I mean we had a lot of movies back then but as you know we always had Star Trek there was always a Star Trek movie coming out yeah you know what I mean yeah and so good or bad yeah there was one coming out yeah. That I grew up with because my mom was a huge Trek fan. Yeah. So we always went to the movies to see Star Trek. Yeah. Um, so I kind of grew up with the characters too. Right. Um, well, I grew up and they grew older. But uh, but it was cool. But the, yeah, you're right. There's just so many mo- moments in, in movies that just, just 
bring you back in or something. You know, it's just... Like, it's amazing. It, they grip you in a way that it it hits the right emotional core for you. Right. It just does. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so... <laughs> but yeah, it's like crazy when you think about some of the stuff that we've seen and you're just like... And like you, you say it like with pride in a way, like I mean, yeah, I, I I cried during this. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like this this is a moment that brought me to tears, tears of, of joy and sorrow. Yeah, you know, like you're like, you think about like that, that school ties moment. Oh, that that hurts. It hurt bad. Yeah, with Pesci, like you're just like what the fuck? This was not. No, this wasn't supposed to happen. At all. You know, he's supposed to have like a Patch Adams moment or something. You know? Uh-huh. No. It's like, wow. Like that movie did not go the way I thought it was gonna go. This is how this is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. Man. But yeah, we've seen some really there but there was tons of movies. These are just a few. Yeah. Tons of movies movies where it just brings out that Damn. You know? Yeah. That choke up. Yeah. Forrest Gump did that to me a little bit. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that loved Forrest Gump. No. Neither am I. I'm not. It's a good movie. It got too hokey. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I get I know that. people rave about it. And they just, it's one of the best movies ever made. And I liked parts of it. Yeah. You know, like half of it. Yeah. But I, I felt like the other half was just beyond bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. You know? Like, yeah. I get what they were trying to do with it, but it just went kind of the beyond. Whole, the whole him just jogging back and forth across the country. No, that was more realistic to really? me. Okay. That was more of, that was more of the realism in it okay. for me. Um, Because he was trying to escape that pain. I mean, yeah. I kind of got that. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I don't know. There's so many moments in the, in the movie, I you know, he befriends someone that turns into a famous musician, or, or yeah. I can't even remember. It's so stupid, I can't remember the movie. Yeah. There's moments like that in the whole thing. It turns out that this guy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, really? And that man was Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're shit like, like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm done with it. And that man went on to be, yeah, it was just yeah. kind of like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Throw us another one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what looks interesting? You speak of movies that, like, there's a movie called Yesterday. Okay. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept is this, you know, this guy, it's like something happens and he bumps his head or something. And when he wakes up, he's the only person who remembers the Beatles ever existed. Okay. So he start like he's like with his friends and he, he he starts playing a Beatles song and they're like, "That is amazing! Did you just write that now?" He's like, "No, it's you know the stuff by the Beatles." It's like who? And he like he goes on Google like the, the Beatles never existed. Oh, weird. And so he starts rewriting all these Beatles songs as his own. Yeah. And he becomes like the greatest singer songwriter ever. <laughs> You know, because nobody—it's like the Beatles never. But he's the only person who remembers these songs. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It, it's a very interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. And like, 
you know, I mean, for better or for worse, like, whether you like it or not, like, I, I like the Beatles' music. I'm not a huge fan of it, but, like, especially like, their early, like, their early to mid stuff, like, some of the latest stuff, I'm like, oh, man, that's really fucking out there. But it just, it seemed, it, it's, like, a very interesting, like, at one point, like, he's in the recording studio, and he's recording Hey Jude. Yeah. And the guy's like, maybe you're saying, hey, Jude, you should say, hey, dude. And the guy's like, really? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it just works better in my opinion. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. That's a really, I mean, yeah, there's, a, there's a number of Beatles songs that are like really good. Day in the Life. Hmm? Day in the Life is good. Yeah. I, I like the weird. The weirder they got, I like. I liked all of it. My you know mom, I'm a Beatles fan, yeah. so I mean, like. My mother was <laughs> fascinated to find out that Eric Clapton is the one who played a guitar on My Guitar Gently Weeps. Right. She didn't know that. Oh, really? Like, to me, that's like one of those like facts that like everybody knows that that's Clapton. And when you listen to the song, you're like, that's fucking Eric Clapton. Yeah. Like, I, and the first time I heard it, I thought, when did Paul McCartney know how to play guitar like Eric Clapton? And I'm like, oh, no, that is Eric Clapton. Okay. Like, it's like one of those, like, great facts that just everybody seems to know. Right. You know, and my mother, like, one day, like, we were talking about it, and I was like, yeah. George, George Harrison. George Harrison, yeah. I'm like, and I was like, yeah, that, you know, Clap, that, that's, you know, Clapton. And she's like, that's not Eric Clapton. I'm like, listen to it. It's fucking Clapton. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, everybody knows that's Clapton. Yeah. And she, like, thought about it for a second. Yeah, that would be Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> Not that George Harrison couldn't play it, well, he did. Yeah, later on, but I mean, they, they brought in Clapton on purpose. And then he took his wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the original Motley Crue story. Yeah, <laughs> the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, nah, Beatles had some good stuff, too. Yeah. I think I was talking about how much I wish Eric Clapton went back to being Eric Clapton. I was having that conversation with my dad. Yeah? Yeah. I think it was around Christmas I was talking about that god-awful Christmas album he put out last year. Like, Man, it's just not in him, dude. <laughs> it's not. I know it's not. I get it. He doesn't want to be slow hand anymore. He wants to be an old blues man. I get that. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's tough. The, I want to hear that music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm going to put down money to see Eric Clapton, I want to hear Layla play bright. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to hear Layla from 1972. Yeah. I don't want to hear Layla from the uh, the Unplugged special that nobody likes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, it's, you know, so that, that's that's my point. Like, I, you know, I get it. He doesn't have it in him anymore. He doesn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. That's fine, but man. Speaking of older guys, not to change the tune completely here, but I watched a special on a comedy special with uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Oh, I saw that was on on Netflix. It's very good. Is it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's funny. I'm always afraid of what I'm going to get with old Steve Martin. Ah, uh, this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's okay. not. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Because old Steve Martin always concerns me. Like you never, you, you just you never know. Like he may just break out of ukulele and start playing folk music for some, some ungodly reason. Well, there was a break. Okay. <laughs> there was a break. 
Fair well, warning. Well, I mean, no, there was a break where he did banjo. Yeah. Um, and then there was a break where uh, Martin Short sang. Yeah. It was just part of their routine. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I know Short's a song and dance man. I, I and I yeah, and I mean, and I know. Like Steve Martin took his banjo playing to the more serious side. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, he, I mean, he takes it very seriously. He did, and it was good. Yeah. And then it, he breaks out of it and it becomes funny. Yeah. But there was moments where, mm, like, a good bit. Not like, it was It was like five minutes or eight yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> where it was really good. Yeah. It was music, you know. But uh, Short kept his on the more comedy side. Yeah. Uh, for his bit. Yeah. But it was mostly them together the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then they broke out and separate for, like, Ten minutes each. Yeah, and then the rest of the special was on. Yeah, um, but it was it was funny. I yeah, mean, I laughed. Yeah, and uh, Steve Martin was funny, and Martin Short's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so yeah, like Mar- Jimmy Mar- Glick even made an appearance. Oh wow, yeah, it like, was good. Like Martin Short, Steve still Martin has- was holding him. Oh, that's tremendous. That's tremendous. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Yeah, like Martin Martin Short still makes me laugh. Like he's done stuff over the years where, like, or he's done like you know, you know, characters and makeup and stuff like Jiminy Glick, or he did a, a couple of spots on um, Arrested Development. It's mm-hmm. like you know, and he's he's hysterically funny. Yeah, like you know, so like I don't worry about Martin Short, but like for some reason, like Steve Martin always kind of concerns me anymore because you never know when he's going to be like become serious Steve Martin. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't like the only serious part was that like that brief five minutes he was playing banjo. Yeah, and uh, that's really the, I mean that's really the only serious. The other other times he was well, Steve Martin's dry, right? So I mean, yeah. Steve Martin has a real dry sense of humor, right? Which I can roll with. And his like, delivery is yeah. different than most comedians. Yeah, you like I, I, mean? I, I like when Steve Martin's being funny, I get it. Like I mean, I'm right there with him. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, but like. I, I've seen stuff where, like, I mean, he's talked about. It. He's like, I have no desire to do comedy anymore. I want to, you know, play folk music. Kind of like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but this wasn't all. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I'm, I'm just like, that's the kind of shit that like, like, gets me worried. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no. There's only like five yeah. minutes of it. Yeah, that's it. The rest of it's just them kind of fucking digging on each other. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. I was I was like. Yeah. Yeah. Even brought champagne out the end and toasted each other. Yeah. At the end of the show. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Okay. Anytime I, I'll watch Martin Short any day of the week. Oh yeah. I mean he's literally one of the funniest men on the planet. Like Bill Murray's the one I don't worry about. Right. Like I, I know if, I, if Bill Murray's doing a comedy special, he's doing a comedy special. Like there's not gonna be any moment where he's like No, let's talk about you your garda. <laughs> you know, that's just yeah. not gonna happen. Like, you know. Oh, I know yeah. that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah, I did watch that. <laughs> you should watch it. I'm going to have to, yeah. Just because it's like, yeah. while it's on, still on, just because it's like, you know, yeah. smart and short. Right. Yeah. You need to, I would say just watch it for him alone. Yeah. But it's funny, like, there aren't many guys like that around anymore. What stand ups like him? Of that era. Oh, no. 
No, I agree. There's not. Speaking of stand-ups that were from that era, sort of. Mm-hmm. We had one crazy summer. Oh my god! The other day. Oh, <laughs> that's such a great movie. Yeah, the Bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking Godzilla part. Oh, that's tremendous. He was so good, dude. He was. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he owned, back in the day, he owned that character. Yeah. And I think people really thought he talked like that. Yeah. Like all the time. Oh yeah, like it's funny because I guess what he that was like his shtick. Right, right. Like as a stand-up, that was his shtick, and then when he did movies, he didn't change. Right. Because he did the same thing in the Police Academy movies. Like, right. you, know, you know, that's what he did, and it was like you know, ah, it's Bob Goldwyn. That's how he. That's what he does. It ruined him. But I mean, like, but it didn't because like, he's like he's like big in the independent scene now. You know, as a director and yeah. making his own movies and. I mean, they're they're wackadoo, fucked up, crazy shit that I wouldn't watch. Yeah. But I mean, he's big in the independent scene now as a, yeah. as a writer and director. And he was, it was funny just seeing him laugh yeah. at that age. His Bobcat. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's like watching um, <laughs> Back to School <laughs> with fucking Sam Kinison. Yeah. Yeah. Say it. Yeah. Say it. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie was good too. But I mean like it was cool seeing Bobcat now. Yeah. And Booger was in that too. Yeah. That is a classic movie, One Crazy Summer. Yeah, we all watched it. Yeah. Put it on. Like that ranks right up there with um, Yeah. That ranks right up there with uh Better Off Dead. Yeah. As far as like the QSAC comedies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. What yeah. If it was the same director or writers. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, that's like Cusack just killing it. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in years either. No. Oops. That was his name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen it in years. No, because it's a movie like you kind of forget about until like somebody unburies it and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's definitely buried. Like, yeah. They started bringing The Great Outdoors more on TV. Yeah. The uh, past couple of years, too, though. But that was kind of another buried movie that stayed. I just love that movie, too. Oh, The Great Outdoors is tremendous. <laughs> so good. Fucking John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. You know what one is buried that nobody remembers? It, it's another It's another Candy movie. Summer Rental. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. Like, that whole thing where he's, like, walking around the beach and the, the cooler's open. It's just dropping water. He's like walking around. And people were jumping up as he's trying to find a spot on the beach. To, you know, yeah. Just spraying everybody with cold water. Yeah. Oh, it's good. That, that's a great movie. Oh, like yeah, Sunburn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like it's like it's lumped in with the Great Outdoors for some reason. Yeah. But it's a completely different movie. But it, 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 that's the know. one with the sailing. Yeah. Where they had to sail the boat. Yeah. 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 So it's the sailing. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, that is the one, yeah. Because the great outdoors has is the thing is with the bear. <laughs> yeah. Big bear. Big bear. Hmm. Big bear. They <laughs> went into the bar. I think one of the funniest moments in Great Outdoors is when they went into the bar and they sit down in the next to next to the guy that's been struck by lightning fifty yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. And Dan Ackroyd just fucking kills it. Yeah. 
Roman. <laughs> yeah. He was great. Uh, Roman was great. He was. Oh. That's accurate. Well, he's like such a, such a dick. Yeah. That's accurate at his finest. Like, just like hamming it up to the T. <laughs> you know, like, you know. <laughs> it's time for Mr. Thick Dick to meet Mr. Urinal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Roman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. When he's eating the old 86er. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's like talking to this chef. He's like, well, he's got it just about. He just has a few bites left. He's like, the whole thing. There's nothing left but gristle and fat. <laughs> Chet's looking up at him like, I don't know, man. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Freaking room. <laughs> it's great. It's a great film. Oh. It's just a fun film, right? It is. It is just a fun film. We don't have a lot film. of those films anymore that are just. But see, that was a fun film that was like innocent. I'm sure somebody would come up and tell us that it's politically incorrect for X, Y, and Z reasons, and that's why you can't have a movie like that ever again. I'm sure. I I don't see it, but you know, I'm sure somebody would would drop that bomb on us and it would just be like, I just can't remember who the wife was in the in um, Summer Rental. I cannot. I know it was Beverly D'Angelo in. In the, in the great outdoors. <laughs> uh, who was the wife in Summer Rental? Even the raccoon part was good. Oh, yeah, the raccoon. Who was the wife? Uh, it wasn't Beverly D'Angelo. No, it was Karen Austin. Let me see the face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to see what else we might have known her from. <laughs> uh, Not much. <laughs> candy films are so good. Yeah, she was not a... Uh, not much, huh? No. Like, she was like a working actress. Like, there's a lot of like one episode here, one episode there type of stuff. Right. You know. So like this was like her... <laughs> Her big shot at fame was Candy. Summer Rental with John Candy. Plain Strings and Automobiles was a great movie. With Candy. Yeah. Uncle, oh, oh Uncle, that's a classic. Uncle Buck was Uncle a great Buck. movie with Candy. I think Uncle Buck is one of his best movies. One of his best. Yeah. Had to be. Nothing but trouble. <laughs> you look it up, John Candy. Yeah. Who's Harry Crumb? These Harry Crumb's funny, not yeah. to everybody. No. Like, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Plus, who's Harry Crumb has um, Annie Potts in it. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she's in her underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, a, there's an Annie Potts underwear scene. It's well worth seeing. Nice. Yeah. Young Sean appreciated that greatly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to double check myself. I, I, I'm, I'm fairly sure... What are you looking up? John Candy. Well, I'm looking up Summer Rental. Or, I'm not Summer Rental. Um, the Great Outdoors. Yeah. And it wasn't Beverly D'Angelo. It was Stephanie Farsi. Let me see her. Yeah. 
Yeah. I could have swore it was Beverly D'Angelo. Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah. But Annette Benning played. Um, yeah. Yeah. A, a, a young Annette oh, Benning was uh, with uh, Dan Aykroyd's wife. Yeah. Yeah. John Candy was. That was a terrible loss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, because I mean, you think of all the stuff he did over the years. Like. I mean, like oddball stuff too. Like he was in Splash. He was in Brewster's yeah. Millions. Oh, I remember him in Brewster's. Yeah, I mean, he 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 played the guard in, at Wally World in Vacation. Yeah, you know, um, young men. Oh yeah, he was in Stripes. Yeah, Stripes. He was in the Blues Brothers. He's a nineteen forty one. Yeah, that was a great movie. It's a that's one of those movies that's gotten better with age. Yeah, like. I appreciate it more now than I did back then, you know. But, I mean, like, you look at some of the stuff he's done over the years, and you're like, holy fuck. Like A lot of stuff. Yeah. And he died. Jeez, when did he die? 94, I think. Yeah? Yeah, March 4th, 1994. Hmm. He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, Spaceballs. I mean, you know, that's, <sighs> that's a classic. Cool Runnings. And then, like, I forget, like, he was in JFK. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, an odd thing for him to be in. Right. Only the Lonely. Hot to try. Remember that? With, he oh. was in that with Bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. He was the voice of Dawn. Uh, Spaceballs, of course. Yeah. Little Shop Wars. Armed and Dangerous. Armed and Oh my God. Volunteers. He was in there. Yeah, vo- Volunteers is a movie that people forget about. Mm-hmm. Like, especially because it's a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. Like, but Volunteers is a really good movie. Yeah. I'm almost surprised he wasn't in Ghostbusters. Yeah. You would have thought for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. SCTV. I'd like to watch some of those. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, go back to... Uh. Anyway. All right. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a great a great comedic actor. <laughs> yeah. Taken well before his prime. Yeah, no fear. Yeah. No, I mean, especially for, like... I hate to say it, but a guy of his weight. He was huge. Yeah. I mean, you know... He was, like, such, like, a... A gentle soul. Yeah. Like, I hate to say that. I mean, but I mean, like, he was. Like, it was like, he was like such a good guy, it seemed like. In every part. Yeah. Like, even like, like, and he did bit stuff. Like, at a time where he was probably a big enough actor that he shouldn't be doing shit like that. Like, he's doing a bit part in Home Alone. Yeah. You know? It's like, you know, the, the, the fucking Oompa band. Oh, that was great. Yeah, but he's great in it. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's shit like that. Like, he does that stupid movie where he plays the 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 baseball announcer for uh for the Cubs. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, the kid who played for the Cubs. Like, you know, Rookie yeah. of the Year. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. You know, like, that, that's a bit part that was, like, too small for John Candy. But he's like, yeah, I'll do it. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he was, like, happy to work and do fun stuff. And then, you know. So it like sucks that like you know a guy like that cut short, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. All right. Fuck, we're just rambling on here. Let's jump in the old mailbag. Mailbag. And as always, well, we start with a good friend, Superfan Thad. Let's see if this is readable this week. Yeah. Um. Nope, not getting, not starting off well. Um. I'm not gonna get into that because knowing you, you probably fucking read the fucking uh spoilers for for Endgame, so I'm not gonna get into anything you have to say about that. Um. Guess what, Superfan Thad is doing next weekend. No, no. I'm not going over to Tim's to see an early screening of Bob's new porn. No, no. I'm not going over to my sister's and yeah, masturbate. No, that's, that's nasty. Platypus and I will be at Kennywood for the season pa pass holder special viewing party. We will get to see what is well, we get. We will get to see what is under Mrs. Kennywood's dress. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what goes on in something like that. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's food-based. Maybe they give you an idea of what the, the Steelers section is going to be all about. Yeah. You know, other than, like, them selling merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> and a roller coaster. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. In a few short days, Platypus and I will be homeowners. What room shall Platypus and I... No. No, I don't want to know. I do not want to know. The Penguins are toast. I can't believe how they shit the bed in the first round of the playoffs. Bad defense and goal and goaltending. Yeah. yeah, that's disappointing. So the Stork had a podcast and now it's over. That's like saying Super Fan Fat is a lot closer than 20 feet to his school. Who knew? I bet he had less listeners than your six. <laughs> that hurts. You're one of them, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Bada bing. Yeah, well. Have you ever watched Women's Across on TV? I actually have. Yeah? Yeah. I have not. No, it's not bad. I mean, you know, sometimes when you want to watch some sports, it's the only thing that's halfway decent that's on. You, 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 you watch... Uh, Syracuse versus John Hopkins University in a barn burner. <laughs> you know? Um, no one wants to watch women's anything on TV. Uh, no. No, that's not true, Thad. I, I will watch women's sports from time to time. I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan of women's sports. Yeah. Like, I'll watch softball. Like, I think they're tremendous athletes. I, I mean, the fact that they get that much velocity and movement on their pitches is very impressive to me. Yeah. Um. I said, I'll, I'll watch women's lacrosse. I've even watched a WNBA game from time to time. Nice. Yeah. I'm not going to say it was like the best thing I've ever seen. But, you know. It's something. Yeah. Okay, time to go. I am in New York this week, and my mate came to the – no. 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 Speaking of which, real quick, I, I, I wanted to bring this up. I wanted to ask you this. Okay. I don't know how much you're going to be able to answer this, but I'm, I'm intrigued to hear what your answer is. Um, somebody asked a question, who, who would win in a best of seven series, the nineties bulls 
or today's Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sound so old by saying this, but 90s Bulls. I think it depends just, on the rules. Just go for the pure fact of Jordan. I think Jordan will find a way to win. I, I, I do too, but I think it depends on the rules. Okay. If you're playing under 90s rules, I, there's not a doubt in my mind it's the 90s Bulls. Yeah. I think if it's today's rules, I think I take the Warriors in seven. Okay. Okay. And the only reason I say that is under today's rules, there's so much more room for a guy to play under. The, you know, the defense isn't as tight. And, like, Jordan was a guy who, like, I mean, it, it's not. If you watch today's NBA, like, you you can't play tight defense anymore. Well, that's that would be in favor of Jordan. It would be in favor of Jordan, but also Jordan, Jordan was one of those players, and this is what I, I one of the things I always liked about Jordan. He took pride in playing defense, and I think he would struggle because, like, he would hand check like crazy, and in today's NBA, that doesn't that doesn't play. Yeah. And also, I, I think it with under today's rules, like I, the Warriors are such a dominating three point shooting team uh-huh. that, that I think it would stretch the Bulls' defense out, and I think they would have problems adjusting to that. Uh-huh. Where I think if you could play '90s rules, where you could throw elbows, you could hand check like you used to be able to, uh-huh. I think that would really bother. A shooting team like Golden State, yeah, that they're a rhythm team. It's pass, pass, shoot, pass, pass, shoot. Yeah, you know, you get into that rhythm of you know half court game. You come up, you set your offense, pass, pass, shoot. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a very much a rhythmic, rhythmic offense that you know under '90s rules, the way they played defense back then, you couldn't have played that way. You could, you you would have to find ways to, to dribble, penetrate. Yeah, you know, and the, the you know, I think Durant's good enough that he could probably get, but he, but he's such the the type of player he is that they would mess with him so much it would get into his head. Yeah, yeah. So like, if it's '90s rules, I'm taking the Bulls in five. Yeah. If it's today's rules, I'm taking Golden State in seven. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I didn't get that in depth with it. I was just yeah, just an answer. Yeah, for me. Yeah, I, I thought about it. I'm like, man, like Go- Golden State is a product of today's NBA, right? Like, and they've changed the game with like the way they like, you know, they'll give up a two to take a three. Yeah, you know, they have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it's one of those weird things where like, you know, so like the Warriors are a product of today's NBA, where like that dribble penetration really like, it's like why take a 12 foot jumper when you could take it from three points. Yeah, that's their motto. Yeah, like, and that's how the NBA's kind of become more like that. That mid-range jumper is almost like obsolete because there's no point in taking it if you can take three steps back and drop it from three-point land. Right. You know what I mean? That's and that's what Golden State is. Where in the '90s, that that mid-range jumper was important. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. That if you had that in your repertoire, you were unstoppable. That's where Jordan was unstoppable. He had that mid-range jumper. I mean, he was a good three-point shooter, but not like Steph Curry, not like Kevin Durant. But that mid-range jumper was – That mid-range fadeaway was – Yeah, that was Jordan's bread and butter. Yeah. You know, he would eat you up with that all day. You know, so 
like dribble penetration is not as important in today's game where in the 90s game it was very important. And they're going to eat you alive from three. You know, if you're going to sit back there and take try to take <laughs> shots at three point all day, they're going to eat you alive. Yeah. You know, that's why they were back in the day, there were only a few guys who did that. Larry Bird, Reggie Miller. You know, you didn't have guys who like that's all you wanted them to do was take three points. Right. You know, so. Next up is a good friend, the Otter, okay. better known as Superfan Tim. Tim writes in, hey, Pittsburgh nerds. You know what I find ironic about Thad owning a house? Now he has to pay school taxes. He has to pay school taxes, and not only does he, does he have no children, he isn't allowed within 10,000 or 1,000 yards of one either. Yeah, well, you reap what you said. That's right. I remember in the, in the Force Unleashed, a great video game focusing on the secrets, the secret apprentice of Vader that the, was the main character, Star Killer, brought down a Star Destroyer using the Force too. I thought it was a bit much, but I wish they would have left that story as canon. It was great and bridged the gap from the prequels to the start of the Rebellion. Well, I played that game, Tim. I was still playing video games back then. I remember that, and I thought, and I thought to myself, well, they ripped that off from Dark Empire. Yeah. <laughs> Just me. Um, I would also like to see the story of Lando's redemption. You know, the stop between Solo and when he shows back up in Cloud City. I thought Opie did a great job with Solo, and if Last Jedi was less, for lack of a better term, controversial and more like Awakens, then people would have saw Solo and set up its own trilogy or run. I mean, we discussed that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is Last Jedi is controversial, for lack of a better term, and I think a lot of people skip Solo because of that. And yeah, I because of that, like, I mean, you know, we're basically going to go a couple of years before we get another Star Wars movie. Yeah, you know. So, thanks. <laughs> Do you think Ray starts a new order and calls it the Skywalkers? All the Jedi Force manipulations, with, but with fun stuff like marriages and families. Yeah. You know, stop making the Jedis live like Catholic priests. <laughs> that hasn't done anyone any good. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think at the end of this, there's going to be a start of something. I, I think that might lead into what Ryan Johnson wants to do. Yeah. You know, um, but what that exactly is, I don't know. Right. You, you're right. They may be this you know, a new line of warriors known as the Skywalkers. I was never under the impression that Jedis had to be bloodline, especially since you were not supposed to be making bloodlines. I always assumed anyone with a force learning could have been a Jedi if they were trained early enough. People like Solo probably had untapped force skills that allowed them to be great pilots or shoot Greedos under a table without aiming and doing it so doing so first. Okay. I felt that the bloodline people were just a little more better off because their parents had more midichlorians because they were in tune with it. <laughs> ha ha, I had to add those worthless midichlorians into it. Yeah. Well, I, you're right. And this is where it gets wackadoo because, again, like I, I read a lot of the legend stuff that's no longer canon. But even like if you go with canon, like in the in episode one, like you know, 
Qui-Gon Jinn's asking um, Anakin's mom, well, who's his dad? Who did, who did you bang? Yeah. Like, it was frowned upon that the Jedi have relationships. Right. But my understanding is, like, you know, they were able to get a release now and again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, they, they, they weren't under a vow of celibacy, but I, I, I think, like, like Obi-Wan's love for um, the the queen of, of Mandalore. Yeah. Um, like that, that he, he said flat out, like he loved her. That was a completely different thing. Like, it's, you know, I, I think there may have been Jedi, like, you know, getting drunk and banging around the galaxy. Yeah. We're yeah. going to Jabba's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was very much a game of Thrones type of thing where you just visit a whore and, Drop their seed and move on. <laughs> you know, yeah. somebody comes back in nine or ten months and says, "Oh yes, he's he's a high minute chlorian count. We'll take him." You know, yeah. I which sounds very dickheadish if you think about it. You know, we'll take him into the fold. Yeah, yeah, for your troubles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I think that's how it kind of went. You know, <laughs> something along those lines, which sounds very creepy yeah. if you think about it. But but yeah. Um, I can't even get into my theories for Game of Thrones. Favorite characters are still Snow, Arya, and Sir Davos. I'm partial to the Starks. As for survivors, I lean on the ladies, making it to the end. Sansa, Arya, and Danny. No real reason other than Little Mouth and Dweeb have eaten so much shit over their portrayal of rape that they are just going to give the win to the ladies. Maybe John commits a serious act of heroism and saves Danny. And as tribute, she frees the North and makes Sansa queen of the North. Arya runs the world like Kung Fu, just bringing <laughs> dickheads to justice. Well, we're going to be able to talk all about it in eight weeks when we have you on, my friend. Okay. As that wrap-up. Yeah. You boys are always welcome at the Otter Den for some barbecue. <laughs> just fair warning, a county line must be crossed. Looking at you, Sean. Looking at you on that one, Sean. Yeah, well, you know, to get to Thaz House, I have to cross the county line too, and I'm not looking forward to that either. Right. You know, get nervous, start sweating. <laughs> sweating. Finally, we wrap up with our good friend, the Mongoose, Super Fan Anthony. Cool. He from Ireland. Writing in Uber late. I was surprised. He writes, "Hey, Sean and Ian." Happy Easter and all that stuff this weekend. A weekend I generally hate due to the amount of melted chocolate everywhere. I don't mind a bit of chocolate if it's cold and out of the fridge, but when that shit gets all melty and mushy, it makes me gag. <laughs> there are sick people in the world that will use or even hire out a chocolate fountain, which to me might as well be a waterfall of hobo piss. <laughs> wow. That's a strong statement, my friend. <laughs> well, I mean, let's face facts. Like, if you're going to the chocolate that found at Golden Corral, I, you know. I hear you going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Anywhere it has one. Well, if I'm at a private party. Yeah. That's one thing. I'm, you, you know, yeah, if you're going to the, uh, the Golden Nugget Casino and hitting the buffet in <laughs> Vegas. Right. You know, you just say, hey, I'm going to hit the, the, the chocolate fountain. It might as well be a Golden Fountain. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm just privately, like if I had a chocolate fountain, I, I don't think I'd be as disturbed by it. Right, right. You know. Um. And then there is a habit here and in the UK of dipping a chocolate biscuit in your tea or coffee. Sick fox. Well, yeah, okay. I can see that. I'm... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about it because I don't drink tea or coffee, mm-hmm. let alone dipping a chocolate biscuit in it. Yeah, not chocolate. Yeah. Louise got me some Bowie vinyl nice. instead of a chocolate egg. So always good. That's good. The Star Wars trailer was fantastic. The chills when I heard the Emperor crackle. God damn, I reckon there's going to be some serious jaw droppers in this. And Game of Thrones is back. We've decided we're getting up at 2 a.m. every Monday to watch this. Wow, that's dedication, my friend. That is dedication. Because, I mean, I'll tell you now, I would not wake up early to watch Doctor Who. I would wait till it, you know, BBC America right. shows at the appropriate time U.S. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. and I'll just avoid spoilers. Yeah. You're getting up at 2 a.m. on Monday, a work day, to go fucking see, to see watch Game of Thrones live. Wow. Yeah, that's dedication. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it means being absolutely bollocks at work on Monday, but hey, you've got to get your priorities right. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not judging, but I'm judging. <laughs> Dude, get, get your sleep. Yeah. Not worth it. <laughs> worth it. DVR that shit and watch it when you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man, I can't imagine. Yeah. Holy hell. That's dedication. Yeah. Skip that morning run that I know you take and just watch Game of Thrones for the next few weeks. You need your own house in the <laughs> intro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> house Mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, House Mongoose. Oh. Oh, my. That the brand lad is one creepy dude. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's yeah. he's creeping around. Um, right. We all get the three-eyed raven malarkey, but he's such a creeper. He's ranking right up there with Spader. I'm not going to die that. Yeah. Wheels is going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Wheels. <laughs> Fucking Professor Xavier. Yeah. Um. My only complaint was Theon Greyjoy. No way that spineless and dickless twat was able to rescue his sister. And now he's going to King's Landing to kick ass and chew bubblegum. I'd say the mountain is shitting himself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get your point about Theon, but like, I don't... I think I, he, he, he left her because he knew there was no, no win. Like, he bail, like, when he bailed out on her... Right. On his sister, it was just because there, there was no win. There was no way he could win that situation. So he did the right. He did the thing he thought was the best thing to do. Right. You know, live the fight another day. Right. And that's what he did. You know, I don't. I don't think he's a coward. I think he's growing into his own. Right. A bit, but I still don't think he would have been smart enough to plan that. Right. <laughs> you know, right. That, that's where my problem is. Like. I don't think he was smart enough to plan that that that, uh, that rescue. No. 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 Um, 
a start a great start to the season and finished Star Trek Discovery. This has been some of the best sci-fi telly ever these two seasons. I'm hoping the people working on the Star Wars series are taking notes because this series was was flawless and has set the bar seriously high. The balance of action, good stories, character development, while being loyal to the essence of what Star Trek is all about is spot on. Yeah. I, I think, I, like with the, the Mandalorian, I think they have a... I, they never, they didn't release... I, I tried watching the trailer because they never released it publicly and I've seen some, you know, hey, I got it on my phone, this is what it looked like. And it's like, fuck, I can't tell what the fuck's going on. Yeah, you know, but I mean, from what everybody has said, it looks phenomenal. I mean, and I think they have a very good cast. And I, I think it's going to be in the spirit of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I definitely think it's going to have a throwback feel to it, um, and not that for like I, I guess it's going to feel more like old school Star Wars than new school Star Wars. Right. right. You know. Plus, I mean, it's it's Favreau. Mm-hmm. It's Favreau and Dave Filani, right. two guys I absolutely believe in. Yeah. You know. Um, so who else does he go? Uh, going back a few episodes, the rabbit hole episode was fantastic. This, to me, is when the show shines. Of course, helped by some great horror talk. Yeah. I, liked, I like Eli Roth, but wish he would try and get back to making good horrors. I loved Cabin Fever and Hostel. But there was no need to remake Cabin Fever. I'm not bothered to watch it. It seems pointless, and Green Inferno was awful. More parody than homage to those 80s cannibal movies. The guy is such a horror fanboy, but wish he would get back to basics. I'll buy that. The kids were hounding us for WrestleMania this year, as their own Becky Lynch and Finn Balor were in the lineup. Highlight for me was the Triple H Batista match. Jesus, that was brutal. It was. Overall, it was fantastic. Did you stay up like till like twelve thirty in the morning to watch all the matches? Great, and like, yeah. seven fucking hours of it was a long time. That's that's rough. Well, we didn't. We caught it a little bit late. Yeah, still, that's a long like if if you if you're dedicated to that, right? That's a long fucking day. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, especially if you're there in the arena. I'd like to look at my watch, like, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got how many more matches to go? Yeah. Mother fuck. Um, overall, it's fantastic. Some great fights. Hadn't sat down to watch wrestling with the kids in a while, but I'm going to make it a regular thing. Well, good for you. As for sporting events, mine are mostly football-related. That would make sense. Yep, soccer ones. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I know when you say football, what you mean, sir. We're versed. Yeah, the footy. In real life, seeing Tottenham win the league, the league cup in '99 was an amazing experience. Seeing St. Patrick's win the cup for the first time since 1961, a couple of years ago, is amazing. And there was one this week. A bit watching from home, Tottenham was were playing Man City in the quarterfinal of the Champions League, which is essentially the biggest cup competition in club football. Bit of background, Man City were a shitty club until some oil barons came in with an endless pot of money to spend. 
They spent two billion on players over the last two or three years. Oh, so the Yankees not. They won the league last year. We, on the other hand, have been building an amazing new stadium and spent nothing. First club not to buy anyone in a year. The tie was played over a home and away leg. We won our home leg one nothing, but or I guess that's one nil in soccer terms. Yeah. yeah, I want to say this correctly. But as away goals count, if it if the game was a draw, all we had to do was score in the leg of the away leg. The second leg was on Wednesday. If we kept it tight, we would give ourselves a great chance. After 20 minutes, it was 2-2. Four goals in 11 minutes. That's that's a shocking amount of goals for soccer. It was exhausting watching it. Exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I'd, I'd be on the edge of my seat, too. Um, then one of our best players gets injured. We are already without our top striker and have a few kids on the bench. Then Man City, City scores twice. It's 5-3, and he advantaged them. And then we scores, but it's 5-4, and it stands. We are going through on away goals. The longest fucking 10 minutes of my life at the end of the game. With a minute to go, one of our players loses the ball, and they score. The scenes of celebration in the stadium are insane. I was absolutely sick. Being so close and then fucking it up. Then the new video review system disallowed the goal. All of a sudden, we still had the advantage. I couldn't actually watch the last few minutes due to the stress, but it eventually we got <laughs> through it. <laughs> they wow, soccer! They do. I, I'm, I'm feeling his enthusiasm here. Um, I have never had so many ups or downs in a game ever. People all over the world are talking about the game as one of the greatest ever. Personally, I thought we played shite, but hey, we are through to the semifinal of the biggest cup competition. I was so pumped about it. I couldn't really sleep that night, and I'm still trying to remove the Joker-like smile from my face. Apologies for all the soccer talk, Ant. Ah. No, I, I get it, buddy. I get it. This is your thing. You you, you felt it. You were, you were moved by the, the beautiful game. Yeah. It like, sounds exciting to me. I mean, I, I don't... I don't watch soccer. Right. Like, I don't get it. Like, I, you know, a 5-4 game, that's like... That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's that's the Rams and the Chiefs on Monday Night Football this year, where they both scored, like, in the 70s. Yeah. You know, I get it. You know, that, that's that's a big deal. And especially you have the buy-in. It's a playoff-style game. You need the points. You know, I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, you know... I don't get soccer, but I get your enthusiasm for it. Yeah. You know, so. Well done, sir. Mm -hmm. Anything like that in the proceedings? No, I'm good. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. You can send us an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. And, uh. Lastly, remember, we are a member of a number of different podcasting networks. You can find us on the Wicked Radio Network, the Tangent Bound Network, and the Weep Point. Let me restart this. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Networks, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, Just give them a Google search. You'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. 
We greatly appreciate your support. We do. We do. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.